there, we shouldn't be taking sides on this issue. We should all be on the same team. If we see racism, squash it on the spot. We all want to be one. You know, we want to put our arms around one another. We don't want to say sides. But they had a number of uh, black uh, grads on it. And they informed me that in their career, that the people who understood that the black community within the Air Force um, least understood that the black community somewhat felt oppressed were uh, white general officers. And I go, wow, I, I guess I must have missed something because in the seven commands I had in the Air Force, I had a black first sergeant, I had a black command chief, and I had a black deputy. And I would have thought that one of those people would have told me that was the case. And so I called up a retired four-star friend so between the two of us, we had 78 years. And I said, how many instances of racial injustice or racial examples did you see? He had none. I had one. It was at a squadron party. I overheard a racial slur. And I went up to the microphone, told everybody to stop what they were doing. And I said, look, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in this unit. We are all one team. Guess what? Six months later, that squadron went on to be the outstanding squadron in the Air Force, period. You know, you squash it on the spot. If somebody feels uh, victimized or oppressed, boy, um, I would have to look at their commanders because they didn't create the right command climate, I think, because at least I want to think that the seven commands I did pe had people were blessed to have. People would come forward if something was a mess. Yeah, I'm with you, sir. I've, I've asked all of my peers that I've worked closely with, and most importantly, subordinates, if they had seen any of this kind of thing, either in my command or in commands we were around. Uh, and, and it's zero. It's zero. You know, and, and I commanded the water to the wing level and was a vice wing commander, too. So, so those are not small notions of the population. You know, and uh, it's and then when I was a vice, we had a black uh, uh, command chief too. So I mean, and my boss at the, at the wing commander, my first boss was black general officer. So I never got anything from him or or any feedback from him going on in any of the related to me. And, and there's plenty, of, according to what these grads are telling y'all. Uh, there seems to be a lot of this and plenty of opportunity for it, but where is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've asked, in fact, we just saw a cadet that we know this past week because we're, we were in uh, Washington State here visiting our daughter. And uh, he was going through, coincidentally, a survival school at Fairchild. And we had a little bit of discussion uh, on that. I mean, are, are you seeing any of this that? you know that the media is pushing and all it was interesting though to watch two i think it was two combat commanders about two weeks ago testify and they both said i have zero indication that i have any type of extremism uh in either of my commands but yet somehow in fact i called up uh an ses that you might know if i said his name but i won't uh, because he was over in third air force uh with us and uh, uh he's he's now in on the Sa secretary of the air force's staff and I was asking about the guidance that the Air Force put out for that extremist down day. And I said, why, why in the world will we put out so, such one-sided examples? I mean, don't people realize that we're guilting 
the majority of the population by you know holding those things up and don't don't they see how divisive people are people are going to feel resentment for that and he goes general come on you know the political environment look who's running the country and look who's driving the media that was his answer that's those weren't my words so i think that that, that explains a lot about what you know what, what we have to stand up and fight against